0: Hello and welcome to episode 261 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You
1: can find league Freak. How are you going there, mate? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm going good. I'm going pretty good. <laughs> I can't complain about anything. How are you? Oh, no, man. I've had a glorious day. It's... <laughs> Sometimes you just have a glorious day, hi. Eh?
0: It's, just, it's just one of those days. Yeah, yeah. It's um, let's get right into it. There's, there's been a um, pretty big story to come out of both combination of Super League and the NRL.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's weird that it's got this far because we kind of thought it wasn't going to have any legs. Yes. It's, so yeah, I'll let you go. You can talk about it. Well, I mean, we've discussed it a few times already, sort
0: of yeah. a little bit. But now it looks like this is this is actually going to happen. Mm. So I'm reading straight from the uh, the Fox Sports website here. The NRL is reportedly interested in purchasing an equity stake of the English Super League. Britain Sky News reports that NRL CEO Andrew Abdo and Super League CEO Robert Elstone have held early talks. Wow, to be a fly on the wall there mm. over the last few days. However, at this stage, no agreement has been made. An insider told Sky News that the NRL is seeking a 50% stake worth around 75 million pounds, which is about 134 million Aussie dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> what I should I here? Like the NRL the Super League has suffered financially due to the coronavirus pandemic. Let's let's uh just set something clear there. The Super League is nothing like the NRL. Nothing. Nothing um, at all and the unlike the NRL the Super League gives away advertising for f- stupid shit for free. Yes, um, yes. The NRL actually does it for money. Yes. Um Super so League already has a relationship of some sort with the NRL with a number of former NRL stars and coaches making the move to the UK to start in the top level competition and vice versa. That's not really a relationship, that's just what happens.
1: Yeah, that's it that sounds like it's written by somebody that was just looking for filler and doesn't know what rugby league is.
0: Yeah, that's that's a
1: pretty flimsy line. Yeah. Just a
0: fortnight ago, the likes of oh, it's just more crap there. Just filler. Well, oh, filler. We've seen many other players, uh, yeah, that's it. The rest is just yeah. just bullshit. So, <clears throat> yeah, one hundred and thirty-four million Aussie dollars to buy a majority stake. In fifty billion.
1: I guess that's fifty-one percent. Um, that would
0: be what? Well, it be just over fifty percent.
1: What, what, what are you actually buying, though? Like, because you wouldn't be buying the clubs, right? And the, we've seen what Super League clubs are like. Like, they will jump from being under the Rugby Football League banner to the Super League banner and back and forth, depending on how they feel. So you're not exactly buying into something that is rock solid. And then on top of that, the commercial aspects of Super League are a, absolute horror show it's just a it's a loss-making venture so why are you buying into it yeah and you're not you know you're not getting anything concrete for it it's not even as though if you buy into super league you control odds of stating because that's the rugby football league has that controlling you know thing yeah for that so i don't know what you're actually buying for that much money the well,
0: only thing i can think of is the nr looking at this purely to boost their tv rights the thing is, though, even if that is the case, and even if it does boost their TV rights deal, they're going to have to split part of that money with the Super League. So they're yes. not going to be boosting it by enough. And that money is going to be going straight to clubs to fund their salary cap if they do that properly, which is what they should do so that the players can at least get paid a proper wage. Yeah. Um, so I think the general's main priority is to find out how, you know, if they do spend that money there, how they make that money back. And it has got to be a way that they make their money back, but also a way that it keeps generating income for the Super League when the NRL decides to sell their stake. And, you know, the Super League buys it back or whatever, or they settle to a private enterprise, or what the fuck happens, I don't know. But um, I I don't think the owner will be the sort of business that would invest that much money in something without a plan to come out of it with some at least gone square at the worst-case scenario.
1: See, I just, I, I just think it's a horrible idea. Like, it, it sounds to me like, you know, s- sitting in a lifeboat as the Titanic splits apart and saying, yeah, we will, we'll take that side of it there, you know? Um, it,
0: yeah, I mean, I, a, well, I was going to say, I think they'd be smart enough to buy a 50% stake in the RFL if they want to buy anything over there. At least that controls the game.
1: True, the... but I mean, the,
0: the the Super League clubs split apart from the Rugby Football League. Yeah, you know what, let, let them go and sink and die. I'd rather have the RFL side of things, that way you can actually control the way the game shapes, you know, control where the expansion is. The Super League thing
1: is, it's killing itself. Well, for and... $130 million bucks, right, wouldn't you just be able to set up a, a Rugby League competition over there, new clubs, put them in big media markets, and You know, just outspend Super League. You could do that really, really easily. Yes, you could. And that gets
0: me to my my main point here is, do you genuinely think, and I'm not asking you to be, you know, make a joke or anything about it here, do you genuinely think the Super League is worth £150 million? Not even close. That's the
1: thing I don't get. I don't see how they get that value on there. Not, yeah, neither do I. I mean, their their income from broadcasting is going to be £20 million a year. Yeah. And it's broadcasting deals that are getting worse and worse. They're giving away their advertising rights. I, I just don't see where – I don't understand what you're buying. Like, I can look at the NRL, and if you were going to buy 51% of the NRL, I can say, well, you know, they've got – income of i think once you put broadcasting rights and the merchandising rights together they've got over 200 million bucks in income i think it might actually be of 300 million can't remember but um you know at least just seeing where the money is there in super league there's no money it's all loss making the clubs make losses they're propped up by rich owners you know and we've seen and and i talked about it not that long ago that you know, one of these top teams—they've bad season, and they're like peril- perilously close to folding. So yeah. it's not like any of the clubs are in a good position. Like if St. Helens isn't winning titles, if St. Helens has a year where they, you know, miss the finals or in their in the bottom four. They're straight away they're in major trouble. So I just think that it's terrible, and you know, you can look at like Catalan and and. Leads who are really strategically the only teams that you look at in Super League, then what you're left with is just towns. And do you really want to spend 130 million Australian dollars to buy half of a competition where you know one of the teams is in Wakefield, one of them's in Warrington? Like no, Huddersfield. They should. You know what would be way better to spend the money on? How about they take. 20 million bucks of that money that they're looking to invest and invest it in a team in Perth or a team in Wellington. Yeah.
0: That would make so much more sense. Mm -hmm. Expand your own competition and make it better. Yeah. Or as you said, I mean, if you're going to spend that much money over in England, just start up a second competition over there.
1: You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. What if you just started up or, or went into France and bought into the French competition. You know, you'd you, you have way better chance to do that than to deal with all the politics and bullshit of Super League clubs. All the owners are going to want to do their own thing. They're all going to want to grab their big slice of the pie and leave everyone else to, you know, die because they don't care about anyone else except themselves. Mm. And I, I just think that, you know, it's a lost cause. They either help themselves or they, you know, I've said what I think. I think the Rugby Football League, um, the Rugby Football Union will eventually step in and buy a couple of clubs strategically and that'll be it for Rugby League in the UK. Um, And I, I don't see why the NRL would look to spend all of that money that has been generated by Australian Rugby League to be pissed away like that. It would be one of the worst financial decisions that, you know, any sporting competition in the entire world has made. Do you mind if I put a poser to you? Basically we've
0: discussed in previous episodes. Yeah. Okay. If it costs you $135 million, Mm all right, this is what you're going to spend. What's going to be a better purchase buying super league or sorry, a controlling share of super league or buying um, rugby union in Australia. It's a good
1: question. Um, uh, You know, they, I mean, they're in very similar situations. They are. I, um, I, I would guess you'd be, interest spend, and... you'd be able to spend way less to buy rugby union in Australia, I reckon. Most, most likely. Yeah.
0: Um, I generally think, though, that I, that you might be hitting the nail on the head with the NRL should just invest in a national competition around France. Mm-hmm. And get, have, say, a 16-team comp, okay? And you have maybe eight teams from France. Grab one from Spain. Grab one from a few other European nations that are nearby. And put one or two in there from England. Yep. Put a London team in there. Put a team from the north somewhere, like, I don't know, Manchester or something like that. Mm-hmm. But don't don't go into... You know, the same region as current Super League teams. Go to a different part. So go to the centre of Manchester. You know, have a deal with with uh, Manchester City or Manchester United so you can share the ground there or something like that. You know, do, do some sort of bold move like that. You know, if it's possible, have the London team playing either out of the Olympic Stadium or out of Wembley. You know, there'd be just some sort of big, big sky thing like that if it's possible. But you want to be able to make sure that you make it a big event that people are going to be able to get to, and you're going to get good crowds at, not crowds of 1,200.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, the thing about if you bought into the French competition and it would cost you way less, Yeah. Um, I think the Catalan Dragons would jump immediately back to oh, yeah, the French competition. You get Catalan
0: and Toulouse straight back, straight away.
1: Yeah. So you just um, need
0: six new teams. And I think with what you'd want to have there is set up a thing where you say, you know what, any NRL player can go over there and play in there. Yeah. But we want to make sure that at least, I don't know, let's say 70% of the playing stock eventually, after, say, five years or 10 years or something like that, mm-hmm. have to be domestic to the, to the club they're representing. So you can so you start building up a, a player base there. Because when you start having local players there, local people in the area have got people to support. Whereas if it's just a bunch of blow-ins, they're just going to go, you know, they don't have any real desire to follow it so much. That's why Catalan works so well.
1: You know, the thing that I think would make way more sense than all of this is if the NRL, if the say, let's say they've got $100 million bucks to spend and they want to do something interesting or unique, I would say I'm setting up a a Champions League in Europe, right? And we're going to invite 10 teams and there's going to be a 15-round competition that ends with the top two teams making the grand final. And it's going to be by invitation only. And there's a salary cap for each team where they've got a million bucks is a salary cap. And you invite the teams that you want and you make up the teams that you haven't got that you want in there. So you would invite London, you would invite Catalan Dragons, you'd invite Leeds because it's a city. Um, I'd invite Toronto, you know, and you could make up the other teams yourself. And instead of having like, instead of sitting it down for an entire like competition that we're used to seeing where you've got all this infrastructure and stuff, almost set it up. Like they've got the, you know, the Indian premier league or the big bash cricket leagues, you know, where two months or so to do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's short term. It's big. It's bold. You get it done. It's out of the way. And I think that that makes way more sense. And I think they generate so much more money doing it that way. And I think that they could maybe turn a profit. But Super League, is, as it stands right now, that competition's been dying for a long time. And, nothing you know, my, extra money's not going to turn that around. It's just going to spend extra money. So I think it's a really bad investment. And I'm shocked that the NRL has looked into it this much.
0: Well, let, let's... Let's dive into something here. What do you think it's going to take, in all honesty, to fix Super League? I mean, obviously, the thing that's going to fix it is new management and a shit ton of
1: money. But. Look, the only thing that I can think that to save Super League is if you sit all of the clubs around a table and say, and put the finances there and say, look, we don't make enough money. Um, and I think you would have to start saying, we want a team in Manchester, we want a team in Birmingham, we want a team in Newcastle, you know, and, and put these places out and then say to the to these clubs that aren't making money, we want you to move here, we want you to move here, we want you to move here. And by doing that, you're part of this competition going forward and it's the only way that they can get going is to become a national competition of national relevance because right now they're of barely regional relevance um and, and that's going to enter failure you know that that's that only ends up in one direction so that's the only way i could see it happening is if you had these clubs that have for forever said we're not merging we're not moving and stuff all of a sudden say oh yeah we'll we'll go from Wakefield and become you know the Newcastle Wildcats and we'll go from you know Castleford and become the Birmingham Tigers and and just all of a sudden attitudes attitudes change for some magical reason and I don't think those attitudes are going to change and that's the problem should we just let clubs
0: die <sighs> well that's
1: easy that's really easy it's yeah. easy
0: it's also a bit harsh
1: The problem
0: problem with that is the, the only supporters who you can bank on to keep tipping money into the Super League are the ones who are currently supporting Super League teams.
1: But there's not enough of them.
0: There's not enough of them. But if you let their clubs die, you're going to lose that small number of fans as well. So what are the chances of if you let them fold or if you make a move and the fans get disenfranchised? What are the prospects of picking up new fans to cover not just the loss of the old ones, but also making more fans on top of
1: it? Well, look, they did it in Toronto, right? They found like 10,000 people that wanted to turn up to rugby league games out of nowhere. And if you can't do that in England, well, then what are we doing here? Toronto does love its sport, though. True, and it's not a saturated market, and it's a giant city. It's a massive media city. It would be wonderful to have them as part of Super League. Um, But, like, if you... This is either the greatest game in the world that everyone will love if they see it, or it's not. And if you can't, you know, expand the competition into Birmingham, which is just down the road, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, exactly. You know, if if that doesn't work... Maybe it's, we're flogging a dead horse here anyway. And the fact of the matter is that Super League currently doesn't generate enough income to sustain itself. Its player base is absolutely, it's the worst I've ever seen it. The junior development is just all but ceased over there in England. Like every market that you want to go by, the, the international teams are all terrible every single market you want to go by, it's all a downward trend. And they either try something now or they just keep marching along and march over the cliff, you know? Someone's got to try something.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big problem they're going to have next year is not it's going to come down to players um, and their salaries because a lot of them took pay cuts this year. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be expecting to take pay cuts next year. And you cannot have rookies coming in and earning just five 5,000 pounds a year or something like that. That's pathetic.
1: It really is. And at some point, like, they will literally be competing with trades jobs, yeah. you know, and and retail jobs and yeah. things like that. Players it,
0: will turn down a rugby league contract so they can go and work as a manager at McDonald's. And I'm not joking. That is going to be what the salaries are going to be, you
1: know, equal to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a you know this is it for super league and it's stupid that the like the savior has to possibly be the nrl like why aren't they doing this themselves exactly because they could they could do they could do all of this they could say look we're going to stop the competition we're going to kick it off next year in april we're going to find the extra team and it's not just going to be some Northern England team. We're going to move a couple of clubs around. We're going to play a 26-round competition and because we need to do something drastically different here, and we need the time to set that up, and they should be doing that themselves. And that they're all sitting around waiting for the NRL, who they all hate, by the way. They fucking hate the NRL's guts. They're all waiting for the NRL to come in and throw money at them to buy nothing and what they're really waiting for is the NRL to buy nothing and then to walk away and start their own stupid northern England competition anyway they'll call fr- it something else they'll call it the fucking Yorkshire Rugby League or some bullshit and it the cash away yeah like they did when Super League first mm-hmm. came in. yep
0: when that first happened in 95 96 they completely pissed that money up the wall mm-hmm. and evidence is look at where they are now There's been no advancements in the game since Super League began in England in 96. Where they are now is where they were then. And if you're plateauing, you're you're basically going backwards, aren't you? Because everything else is moving forwards. 100%. You
1: know, why, why should anybody in the rest of England care about Wigan playing St. Helens? You know, oh, wow, two tiny little towns playing one another. Fantastic. Let me tune into that again and again and again.
0: Please. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh, the other thing, too, I find it interesting that the Super League is considering London as one of the um, new teams for the Super League for next year. Yeah. I thought, doesn't that kind of go against the whole reason for not bringing Toronto back? Well, Well, oversaturated market. How many Premier League teams are in London? Really how many rugby point. union teams are in London? So really, and then good you've point. got, then you've got Wimbledon gets, gets played there. It um, makes no
1: sense. Look, that, the the fact that people were even mentioning how many away fans that Toronto brings to the like, it's so small minded and pathetic the way that they look at the way you expand a competition. I don't think that they they don't know what they don't know. You know that's this pretty idea much it. That, yeah, it's like... It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all.
0: So we're pretty yeah. adamant that Super League can't be saved.
1: I don't think it can It, it in any sort of semblance of what we see right now. Not I think, without you know, a massive overhaul. Yeah, in terms of, like, uh, pff, maybe half the club's moving. Like, but that's it, the sort of level that I'd be looking at to even pay any sort of interest in Super League. I'd need to hear Wakefield and Castleford and maybe even Huddersfield. Like, I'd need to hear these teams saying, oh, yeah, we we definitely want to move. I'd need to hear Salford saying, we're turning into Manchester immediately, and, and I'd want to see that happening, you know, now before yeah. I'd even spent a dollar. The
0: um, thing is, I'd be saying, right, these are all the markets that we want to be in. These are the cities that we only want to have teams in. Mm-hmm. And make it, make it a you know an eighteen team cop if you want, right? And just say right, all of these teams that we have currently got, it's up to you to figure out how you're going to do it. But we only want out of you thirty odd teams. We only want eighteen, so you're going to have to merge, relocate. I don't care what you do. You need to figure it out. You've got three months. Cause that's the situation there at the moment is they can't keep going on with this steady, steady process. And that's, that's step one.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Once you've got step one done, you can then start looking at, at you know, TV rights deals or that sort of stuff to try and generate some income and all that sort of thing. But you've got to have the system in place first. You've got to have that, the right competition set up. You've got to be hitting all the key markets and you've got to start putting teams other than in the North. You need them in London. You need them in the south. You need them. You need put a team in Wales, put one in Ireland, one in Scotland. You've got to try and hit as many different markets as you can. You constantly picking the pockets of the same people over and over and over again is only going to work until those people die. Yeah, and that's slowly what's been happening to the rugby league in England is. They were massive in the 70s and 80s, and so so was the amount of money in the game. If an NRL or New South Wales Rugby League or Queensland Rugby League player wanted to go and earn some big coin in the 80s and the 70s, they'd sign a deal in England, and they'd go over there in the off-season and earn earn more than what they got in a full season over here. And they would actually come back, and they'd be a bit more skilled because the game was, at that stage, in the 70s anyway, English Rugby League was at its peak. Mm Mm-hmm. And even into the '80s, it was still going very strong, um, but those that fan base has got older, or they've got poorer, or they've started to die out, and the younger people coming through are not following the game in the droves that the you know their parents and their
1: grandparents did, and that's and the, a big part of their problem. And the the opposition. And society has changed as well. So, like, you know, they're very conditioned over there to have Sky TV and Sky Sports. And a lot of that was because they, you know, Sky invested the money in the Premier League and made it a normal thing. Yeah. And so now you've got generations of people that have have got this access to sport from around the world. And they get it every single night on their TV live. And the you know, the thing of like my local football team playing the next town over as being the big, you know, event. It, that's over. That's completely over. And and now it's it's different. And so instead of getting these towns where it's the entire town is behind the team, and getting a small part of the town is still into rugby league. Yep. And everyone else is, you know, looking at other things. They're distracted by everything else. And it's all new stuff. It's st- And, like, when I say new, I mean, like, wow, this has been going for 20 years now. This has been going for 30 years now. Whereas Rugby League is still running out the same fucking teams that they had in 1895 in the same areas. And that's it. Yeah you think, you know, they, they got close to doing the right
0: thing in, in 96 when they started forcing a few mergers. And it was well, almost look, like...
1: Look at the backbone they had with those mergers too.
0: Well, that's the problem is, is that just as they looked like they were making the right moves, they got a bit scared off because some of the clubs started getting a bit cranky and whatnot. And then clubs had fold and they'd reform themselves and go back to what they used to be. You just look at them and went, what a waste. Yeah. It's a waste of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, can't see how. I don't know what you're buying. It's, you're buying a losing, dying competition that makes no money at all, and in fact, you know, loses money hand over fist. You, you and you're buying into a competition where the clubs die all the time and leave and want to come back and want to be under this umbrella <laughs> and that umbrella. I, I don't see how you can invest in it at all. So I don't think it's going to go anywhere.
0: As I said, I think it's purely done by the NRL for digital and and T V rights. They see it as an opportunity to um you know get extra revenue out of the T V rights deal because aren't they negotiating a new one next year? So Super League. No the NRL.
1: Uh no, the NRL one is is now in place until I think twenty twenty four. Because um, they extended oh, that's it. Right. It, was, it, was
0: super, it was Super League negotiating too, still. that's right. You are yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so the Super League one's being negotiated next year. Yeah. But this is probably just, well, I suppose then it's, it's probably Elston trying to take a shortcut.
1: That Super League one is already in place too.
0: Yeah, I think it was. there's an option to renegotiate it next year, which they probably should avoid doing because there's a fair chance that'll go backwards.
1: Yeah, probably, eh? Yeah. You
0: know,
1: I... And the other thing is, too, like, you and me are rugby league tragics. We're absolute rugby league tragics. How much Super League do you watch?
0: Well, that's the thing. I don't get to watch much of it, but um,
1: maybe three or four games a year. Yeah, I'd be the same. And, and like, how much do you enjoy watching those games?
0: I don't, I don't mind it, but it's just it's not something I'll set my alarm to do. It's,
1: you know, it's I, something...
0: I, I'm more excited about watching Belgium play, you know, maybe Serbia on a mobile phone. hmm yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so am I. I I'd, I'd much rather watch that than see, you know, uh, pick, pick any teams like Huddersfield versus Castleford. And I know Huddersfield and Castleford fans will be pissed off. I know Wakefield fans will be pissed off. You can't be pissed off of what I would actually like to enjoy watching, you know, and the fact of the matter is that most people in England don't care to watch your teams play, and that's the problem.
0: And look, another issue too is their mindset. Like, they they don't want to see their teams move. They don't want to see anything but their teams change. And yeah. I don't know what the fear is. And I'm talking to someone who had to go through that. My team was was Balmain. They were there in 1908 when the game formed in Australia. Yeah. And then they merged in 99, start of 2000. Mm-hmm. I'm still following the club. It might be known as the West Tigers. I still follow them. It's, you move on, you've got to, there's got to be an element to these people where they've got to realise that the game is bigger than the, the club they
1: support. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And look, you've got to throw that net as far and as wide as you can. And there's a reason why when the Melbourne Storm was put in the NRL, they weren't called the Essendon Storm. You know, they called them the Melbourne Storm. They named them after the entire city. Yep. Because they knew they had to bring in that entire city, make it as many people as possible, be able to say, oh, this is my club. This is my, you know, relevant local content. And that's where a team like Salford. I mean, they can they change their name tomorrow. They're into it, they're like the second team with Leeds, and the only reason Leeds is there is because they've got a city for themselves. You know, exactly. if Bradford was in, they would be there too. Problem is, Bradford died. Yeah, twice, three times. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, uh,
0: and that's just. I think the problem with the the London Broncos is purely location. And I'm not saying being in London's bad. I'm saying the grounds that they use. Because that's the thing. They never just play out of one home ground. They play out of, like, you know, four or five every year. They're all these tiny little parks and a long way
1: out of London. They need to pick a ground and stick. Yeah, they've they've been nomads, and they've been really poorly run in the past. I think they're a little bit better run now, and I think that it's the people running the club have really aimed at being a sustainable club, which is something they've very rarely had. Yeah. But the thing about the London Broncos is if, you know, if they get good management and they start to make a little bit of money, they immediately become one of those flagship clubs. And we've seen, like, you know, stars in Australia will go and play for a London club. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. I suppose another thing that could happen, which would be a lot cheaper, is NRL clubs have an alliance with a Super League club. Yeah. So any junior players they've got, if they're able to, they can go play in the Super League. So instead of having a situation like um, the Storm and the Tigers had this year, where they did a player swap, instead of having your team, your player, go to another club and learn their craft there and help another club get better... Mm Send them overseas so you don't help out your rivals in in Australia. They can learn their craft over there with an Australian coach, play against a whole bunch of different players, get your body hardened up just for the basics of tackling and that sort of thing, and bring them back after a year or two and put them straight in. They can just hit the ground running.
1: Well, that's, that's another one of the things about if the NRL was going to buy into Super League like there's no junior development infrastructure whatsoever over there the super league clubs cherry pick youngsters from local teams rather than running leagues like we have over here Correct. so like it's no one's got anything like the penrith junior league or you know the the sort of junior leagues that we just think are normal you know they've got nothing like that so i, I just don't know what you're buying it feels like when the UFC brought pride fighting and they're like, right, we've bought pride. And basically all they bought was the catalog of pride fights, the video archive, because there was nothing else there. It was like, well, the fighters weren't under contract. And so they all just scattered and it's just nothing to buy. It was like, they spent 30 million bucks to, to get the video library. It's a bit so like, I, like when I Vince, think
0: it'd, Vince McMahon f- from WWF bought WC. Similar thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, it was like there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it would be a similar sort of move.
0: Oh, well.
1: Do you think it would be different?
0: No. Uh, no, as I said, I, I purely think this is about TV rights and digital rights, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... The, it, if either side thinks it's actually going to work out that way, but I can't see anywhere else in the in the Super League that would be generating revenue that would interest the NRL. Yeah. But if the NRL is able to take this to Fox Watch and say, "Look, we can now give you all this extra content, has but you bump up our TV rights deal," that's about all I can think that they're going to get out of it.
1: Yeah. I can't see anything else. I wonder um, how much money. Fox Sports in Australia spends to get the Super League rights. I don't think it'd be much. It couldn't be. I, I can't imagine it. It gets even I was, half. I would say it would get the same ratings as like New South Wales and Queensland Cup games.
0: Uh, that's the thing. I think that's the other thing that they. This if the NRL does take control, it's one thing they need to organise is to make sure that every Super League game is televised. It doesn't have to be live, but just televised because yeah, that
1: hasn't been happening and it needs to. Yeah, because every single game that isn't televised is just wasted salary cap spent yeah. on teams that aren't on show,
0: and you just and because they keep showing the Saints, it's always a, a Leeds or Wigan or St Helens game that keeps getting shown all the time. Yeah, it means that there's a lot of clubs out there that don't get much time on TV. It makes it hard for those teams to actually get sponsors as well if they're not going to be they're not going to be seen anywhere on a you know a TV television audience.
1: You Who's know going thing. to
0: invest money in that?
1: No one. No That's one right. could.
0: Yeah, you know, perfect example is, I mean, we saw for years the Cronulla Sharks and their struggles with, you know, getting and maintaining a major sponsor. And sure, a little bit is that to do with the stuff that goes on at the club, but another part of that, another major aspect is the fact that they were never seen on, on free-to-air TV. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that started to pick up that that started to change. But you've got to be seen. You're not going to attract the major sponsors. You're going to dip big coin into your club if they're not going to be seen on TV. So no. that's what they need to fix. That's that's a big issue that needs to be rectified. So if if the NRL's involvement can rectify that, um, that's a big start. I don't know if you can get that done. Um, if they get money, extra money out of the uh, TV rights deal, maybe they can get some more money out of sponsors. They can have crossover sponsorship from both sides. That might bring a bit more money into both games. Maybe yeah. that's what they're thinking as well. But I can't really see what else is in there, to be honest.
1: Neither can I. And you think about it this way. I mean, if the you know Super League's television deal has been drastically cut, they need to obviously drastically cut their salary cap to fall into line with that cut in mm. broadcasting revenue. They won't do that because the... No. the Top clubs won't like it, um, no. so they won't do that. And you know, it's just a—it's a complete mess. And who's running it? You well, know?
0: I think what'll happen there is if that—if that funding from TV rights still gets slashed too much, I bet they scrap the salary cap and just go back to you—you—you you, you pay whatever players you can afford. they will go back to that
1: system. And if that happens, that we'll see like half a dozen clubs die every year.
0: Yeah. Yep. But, you
1: know, it might be the prune that they need. End up with the. Her uh, Mining a bunch of Super League clubs because they all owe our fucking money. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much it. You know, the, oh. the, the best marker for this sort of thing in the value of Super League is when you look at the loan that the UK government gave to different sporting organisations. And so Super League got. I think they only got something like 15 million pounds and rugby union got something ridiculous, like a hundred million plus and people were like, Oh, rugby union. Of course they get the extra money and stuff like this and blah, blah, blah. But it was the fact that rugby union, they had assets and, and things that they could sell if they really had to, to pay back the debt. Cause it was a loan from the government. Super league clubs didn't have the capacity to pay it back. And the government knew it. So they only gave him $15 million.
0: Hang on, hang on. Are you saying Oddsall isn't an asset?
1: I am saying Oddsall, which is a fucking old football stadium, which is built in a fucking tip, which doesn't have a fucking football team playing out of it, is an <laughs> asset.
0: Mate, mate, what if you were to put a, put a uh, I don't know, what's one of those supermarkets over there? tesco tesco put a tesco in there
1: then it might be an asset yeah but put some
0: high-rise that, put some high-rise um units in there
1: the last time Oddsell was in like had a moment it was pictured in black and white yeah
0: yeah it you know was the was it the 50s or 60s or something i like had hundred or thousand people
1: yeah and it, you know it it hasn't hardly changed
0: No, it hasn't. They still haven't fixed up the slope in the body in goal. Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep it there. It It gives the grand character. No, it doesn't.
1: It's stupid. Just get a shovel onto it,
0: please, and fix it.
1: If the NRL wants to invest some money, they should invest some money and start an NRL club in Perth. They should invest some money and start an NRL club in Wellington. And they should, you know, look to build those bases I think that you could spend twenty million bucks and have those those two places bring in way more revenue, especially the, and the second New Zealand team through Sky money from New Zealand. Um, I think that would bring in way more money than Super League ever will. Super League is a burning pit of fire, and it's you, just you keep shoveling fucking money into it. That's all they do.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you one last question. Okay, it's basically wrapped up anyway. Yeah. Do you think the NRL are obliged to return the favour to England after what it did to help out the Australians
1: 111 years ago? No. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. all. We we, We paid that back when they had the 2000 World Cup and they lost so much money that we kept on having to fly over to England at the end of every year to play test matches and just every year, is like, oh, we're going to beat Great Britain again. We're going to beat Great Britain again. We paid off that debt. They can get <laughs> stuffed.
0: <laughs> well, that's fair enough then.
1: Um, you know what? Why would we invest all that money in a place that produces less elite footballers in rugby league than Samoa? Yeah. That's Spend a $100 million bucks in Samoa. Exactly, get get some iron
0: in our old team.
1: It, spend a hundred million dollars in Suva, not even all of Fiji, just Suva. Just Suva. Just spend spend a hundred million bucks, one team in Suva. You know, have the best wingers ever. Absolutely.
0: Just have a wingers a team full of wingers. Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: They'd go better than a palms would. <laughs> Yeah. They can't I'd even fill out a team full of poms. They got Blake Austin and Jackson Hastings in there. This is right. Chris, Chris Hyington.
0: And we've seen their wingers.
1: Oh they're w man <laughs> oh, was a pom for England.
0: Um now that that's done, have we had any uh
1: had any emails? Uh I don't I thought I'd
0: spring we... that one on you. Yeah, we we
1: haven't, we have uh, not, no.
0: There's been no comments either.
1: Come on, people, get
0: involved. Yeah, get involved
1: in the conversation. Um, You can always uh, at Furgo Freak Pod on Twitter. Uh, If you send it, if you go to com, and you go to the contact section, And you can send us an email through the contact section about this very subject, whether you like what we've said, whether you hate what we said, if you've got ideas and and yeah, ideas, whatever you want to speak about, you can contact us and we will read it out.
0: Absolutely. We'll give it a good chat too. We will. Um, So that pretty much wraps this one up. Um, You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Fergo freak pod. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. So get over there and like everything, and you you know subscribe and leave comments there too. We'll check them out. We mean to do one when we look at YouTube. Quite enough there yet. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's pretty much it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch us all next time.